it out of the park. Ready your ears. Time to test your ability to change lanes. Enjoy the ride. Here we go. Another podcast from the group Changing Lanes Above the Neck. Stay tuned to absorb real discussions for and about real people. Welcome everybody out there to Changing Lanes Above the Neck, episode 46. Connie stayed for another podcast. We just got talking about uh, done talking about the caregiving and taking care of your real parents. Life. Yep, yep, parents and or friends. Today we're gonna talk about which Alan and I touched on last week, staying in relationships too long. Why, when, how, the female view. Take it away, Connie. Because you're comfortable, it's better than nothing, you don't want to be lonely, the next guy might be Okay, worse. wait, 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 ease up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pow, 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 pow. The next guy what? Might be worse. Oh, so kind of like, let's make a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Let's make a deal. Oh, this is going to be a good podcast. Oh, my gosh. Um, isn't it better just to be alone? Sometimes. Yes, it is. But getting close to the holidays. Yeah, getting lonely, <laughs> wanting to snuggle. Somebody having a, a sure thing, having a regular gig. For me, it's having a regular a gig. A regular gig. <laughs> <laughs> a regular gig. Can you explain that a little bit? Well, having somebody that I can regularly call upon to... Movies, dinner, yeah, well, something. Fulfill my needs, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to fill my needs. So movie, dinner, snuggle, things like that. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. and you know yeah. you can give them a call and you, that you can do something together. It's companionship. You know, I think it's really comes down to companionship. So why don't we just dump all that and just open up a website, you know, Date for a day, things like that. Companionship.com. Don't they already have Tinder? No, that's a that's a hook. No, that's that's I a little different. I think you have to be careful if uh, just a day date. Yeah, but it doesn't but if, turn into a Tinder situation. But if you go to a daydate.com, they've already been been vetted and and checked for Does this, it that, and the other. Doesn't Meetup do that? No. Meetup doesn't vet people? No. So you need to clear people? Yeah, clear people. You know, uh, uh, their history, health history, credit history, religion history, all these histories. Yeah. Huh. I don't think that would work. Back to the subject in hand, because we, <laughs> we digress, but that was a good digression. Staying in relationships too long. Uh, we've all done it. Yes. Everybody's yep. done it. I think we do it more often as we get older. Because as we get older, our tastes change, we become less tolerant, and that's that's kind of an opposite. But I think the less tolerant allows you to stay in it longer, because you're like, ah, oh, what the hell? You know, it's not going to change. I might that as well stay like in it. Seems like a oxymoron. Yeah, I know. I, well, exactly. So you're in a bad relationship, and it's, it's like, what the hell? I might as well stay in it. Yeah, yeah, but you're less tolerant of things. Yeah. I was thinking we stay in it as we get older um, because of self-confidence. We're getting older. We're getting saggier. We're getting wrinklier. You know, the 
if you, I don't know, some people I'm sure have more confidence as we age and mm-hmm. some people might not. So you think that next person might not accept you as you are, so you might as well stay with this one? Maybe, yes. Because you're wrinklier and saggier and... Heavier. And heavier and... Got medical conditions. Dumber and... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You don't agree? No, I do agree. But the medical condition just drives it home. It's like, hey. You know, I had I had a one friend. She dated an older, quite older man. And, um, you know, things were great for years and years. And then he started, I think he got MS. And she was like, Connie, I can't take care of him. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, I think there was about a 20-year age difference. And, uh, and she was just, you know, he can't move as fast. We can't go dancing. We can't do these things. And, and then their relationship, he ended up moving, um, moving out of state and they just, they lost touch. So it worked, I guess it worked out for the best, but, um, you, people, that's a consideration when you get with somebody that's sick and caregiving. Caregiving. Yeah, we're like, we're like bringing both podcasts together. And Damn, I think caregiving kidding. is part of as we age, don't you think? I, I think so. So you're saying that the opportunity or the the chance of caregiving can like end a relationship sooner than it goes. Yeah. If the, if both people yeah. aren't on board with it. I have a friend who was going out with the guy and it it wasn't going too well toward the end. But he ended up having a stroke. But he ended up coming out of it. But it, it took a little bit of rehab. But that was the way that they broke up. So they can, she couldn't handle it? Yeah, she couldn't take care of him. But they were already breaking up before the stroke. Gotcha. But the stroke just kind of hurt it along a little bit. So. so, yeah, I bet you people stay in relationships when something like that happens. Because, like, I can't leave him now or yeah. her now. So the opposite thing is they feel guilty. Yes. Even though they might not even like them still. Yes. Wow. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the other side of the coin. Yeah. Wow. There's all kinds of things, I think, to stay, why people stay in it. I'm not saying it's right. It's not healthy for your for yourself to stay in a relationship that you're not getting anything out of. Yeah. It's not meeting your needs. They're not lifting you up. They're not making you a better person. But so you're just, you're comfortable because it's like your sweatpants. <laughs> wow <sighs> relationships and sweatpants <laughs> just like your sweatpants wow continue please continue well the whole comfort level you're comfortable okay. in the relationship you know what to expect you know their mannerisms you know their habits you're going to wear your sweatpants, but you're not going to wear them to church. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotcha. True. Gotcha. Yeah. You're going to put put on a different persona probably when you're in public and you go out as a couple. Well, one of the things that um, um, Al and I talked about, one of the reasons why sometimes why people stay together is because they're friends. They expect you to be together. So that's like peer pressure. and oh. And you wouldn't see peer pressure – being part of a relationship that stays together, but it does happen. You know, that's interesting you bring that up because I had some friends 
um, what the relationship I've had in the past. And we were, we were all friends and I was dating this guy and all of us were friends. Well, then we broke up. Well, then things quit. Um, <laughs> my friends went ATVing. They're like, Connie, we wish you were back together with so-and-so so we could all go ATVing together. Because I didn't have an ATV. Well, I do have an ATV, but anyway, I didn't. How come you couldn't go as a friend? Well, they already had people in their ATVs, so there was no mm. room for me. I was the third wheel. Oh, and you used to ride on the back of the guy with the ATV. Yeah. Ah. So they're just like, oh, we should, too bad we can't do that anymore. So there is that kind of peer pressure because I'm like, well, why not? Just don't take your husband. <laughs> well, you didn't go back with him, just go ATV in then. No. No. Well, there you go. No, but there is that peer pressure, you know, kind of making me feel like I'm mean for not, not going out with uh, him so uh, we could all go uh, ATV. ATV together. <laughs> the, the ATV was more important than your relationship with him. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, I like ATV. So standing it too long, what about the point where you're in a relationship and you decide to stop, but you can't? Why can't you? What would be, so you're asking why, you, am I need to answer that question myself? Why sure. can't you get yeah. out of it? Yeah. Maybe there's you, financial, you, is there financial reasons? So, sometimes there's financial reasons that you can't afford to live by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Going from a double income household to a single income household, that's a big deal. Yeah, rent's expensive in Colorado Springs, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so people do stay in relationships out of the financial for financial reasons, the is that convenience too? I mean, if you already, if you're living together, if you have a home together, you know. Legal reasons? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan and I did discuss too that sometimes people stay in relationships too long because of kids. Yeah. The one uh, person bonds to the other's kids and doesn't want to leave the kids, which I think is interesting. I've had friends tell me. That, and because they're more of a parent than their biological parent yeah. is. If they leave, then it's going to go to, to crap. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think people do that also. But then you have to keep in mind that what example are you setting to for your children and how because a relationship kids is supposed to be? Yeah, kids know when, when the relationship's not good. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so we decided that you never stay in relationship for the kids. You know, you can always, if there's... This is a good question. After relationships over, do you do you remain friends? This is something we didn't touch on. That's a that's a tough one. I say yes. A lot of people I know say no. I have a hard time staying friends because because they probably hurt me. And when you when you hurt me, you don't go back to You don't what? You don't go <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> You don't want to go back and get hurt again. But you can't get hurt again because you're just friends. You're not lovers. You're not. See, that's a well, that's a that's a gray area. That, that's getting over the pain of the hurt. So, so you, you have to be separated the, first, right. and then maybe friends later. Go through the anger. Go through the whole grieving process. The seven stages of grief. Yeah. There you go. But I did have my sister actually when her and her husband divorced, and then he remarried. And his, um, and then he got divorced from that woman. Um, but she stayed in touch with my niece and nephew, and she, you know, was involved in their lives still. 
and I and they're in their twenties now, mid twenties, and she's still in their life. So you, as the person, like if you're saying how we were talking, if staying in because of children, mm-hmm. you can make the effort to stay in touch with those kids that you've without probably being with raised. that person. Yeah. So there's a way to do it. Yeah. As long as everybody's open to it. Like, you know, my sister had to be open that she was fine with him, you know. And not cross any lines. Yeah. Yeah, but I know. It's unhealthy to stay in relationships too long, people, so just don't do it. (laughs) So there, everybody. Bam. So what about the honeymoon phase? You have the honeymoon phase when you first go out, everything's hunky-dory, get the butterflies, the honeymoon phase goes away. And then you have to, you're in that maintenance phase. How do you, what are some of the things you can, what are some of the things that you can think of to keep that maintenance phase good so you don't have to even think about the breakup phase? Because it's just like a cyclic kind of thing. But you're staying in a relationship and it's the maintenance phase. Yeah, maintenance phase, yeah. So so you don't I do that. You got to do stuff with people. You got to, I think the whole do, do a scheduled date night. You got to do those kind of things. and. Someone said, uh, do what you did to get her or do what you did to get him. Just keep doing what you did, like yes. in little minor things. Yeah, but who does that? Nobody does anymore. I agree. It's a great way to keep the relationship going and fresh and remembering why you were attracted to that person in the first place. But none of us, a lot of us, don't put forth the work and effort that that requires. So what about that maintenance phase where that attraction wears off? You're going to do so much with attraction. You get into a point where you're like in a lull. It's like, ooh. And but I think attraction is just... Um, that's it does not be physical. It can be mental, psychological. Well, those are all the... Attraction's what got you with that person in the first place, right? Yeah. Whether you were attracted to them physically or emotionally or intellectually. And you have to remember that those things are still there. Physically, I guess, you know, that can change. Um, But intellectually can't change unless you have a stroke or you have a brain injury. What about the sex? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The sex. Honeymoon phase, it's crazy. Wild, hot, passionate. Then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, so how do it you, goes from daily to you know? Do you bring in maybe once a week? Do you do you bring in like clowns, donkeys? What do you do? Do you do you like like shake it up a little bit? Donkeys and midgets. This yeah, guy midgets. I'm dating right now has a phobia of clowns and midgets. So none of those. Yeah, that's I mean, not coming yeah. into the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, but 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 if you brought them, it will really shake it up. <laughs> yeah, I guess not if I midgets. wanted to end the relationship, little people. Sorry. Yes, thank you. No. Don't get us in trouble. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, you know, you're saying it's a maintenance phase. I say it's a life phase. It's reality phase. It's, yeah. you know, we have to keep going on with life, our day-to-day activities, work, um, resp- the, whatever responsibilities you have. And, you know, so you don't have that um, excitement to get dressed up and go dancing. So I think you have to make an effort to do things. If you know that I like to go out dancing and you're with me, you know, make an effort to keep doing that at least. Every now and then, at least. Every now and then. I think, I mean, I hear people do it once a week. 
I don't know if that's a reality, especially um, with all the responsibilities people have nowadays, but I don't know. I think twice a month would be like if to go dancing or to a movie or whatever yep. it is you like to do. Just concerts. get out of the house, you know, sitting there watching TV, even though watching TV is fun. Yes. You know, I think you have to get out. Because you're in your make, sweatpants. <laughs> I'm going to go buy me some sweatpants. I think I have some, too. I'm going to wear them to work on Monday. I'm going to be totally comfortable. Hey, baby, this is my sweatpants. <laughs> I'm in the sweatpants stage. Who's your, who's your daddy? Sweatpants. Uh, hey, my, my next date... I'm wearing sweatpants. Oh my god! <laughs> I am. Well, Some baggy, second date. Baggy, baggy sweatpants. Jeez. Yeah, but they'll be clean. <laughs> well, <laughs> clean, thanks. Clean, baggy sweatpants. Oh jeez. Oh man. Uh, so, so some of the personal experience uh, Al and I were talking about, and and I told him that um, I was dating this girl, and the maintenance phase it got to the point where I would sit outside her place for like 20, 30 minutes and call people. Cause I didn't want to go in. Yeah, it, it was, it, it was crazy. And this went on for a while. Finally had to say enough's enough, you know, from the standpoint, I didn't want to go in. Like I call somebody and they say, are you outside her place in, in the driveway? Yeah. Quit calling me. So yeah, <laughs> I had a call list of people I would call that eventually had to, had to fizzle out, but, but that went on for months. Well, I don't think maintenance, the maintenance phase has to be a derogatory no. or negative thing. It's a necessary for, evil. It's part of I, a, I think. Uh, yeah, it's part of life. It's part of relationships. But don't um, give up. Well, if you don't want to give up. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a relationship too long, they're not doing it for you. You're not happy. They're not, you know, you're just, it's mundane and you're just, it's drudgery. You don't look forward to going over to their place. I mean, it sounds like for you, you weren't looking forward to going over there if you were sitting in a driveway for 30 minutes. Well, I had to let my car cool off. What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I eye rolled at him, people. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, and the people that have been married forever or have been dating forever, the same person forever. They say it's a dynamic thing, like it's ever-changing, that you have to be ready to change. Because when it gets static, that's when I want out, I want a divorce, I want a breakup thing comes. Yes, yeah, so you static. have to discern if you're if you're really in a relationship too long that you don't want to be in, or you're yeah. just too lazy to keep it going. Yeah. Does a woman actually listen to you, or, or does she not listen? Does the man actually listen to you? Do men listen? <laughs> oh, we do. And understand and comprehend <laughs> time after time. Yeah. Well, so at what phase do men say, is that woman listening to me in the relationship? Like at what phase do you I think it's like start? the second date. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. For women, it's the first date. Oh. Like, is he listening to me? There's always signs. And Alan and I were talking about deal breakers. You know, you got a deal breaker. You got to you got to be true to your deal breaker because once you're not true to your deal breaker and you try to force it, it ain't going to last. You know, it'll last a little while and then you figure out, man, I just can't take the way she breathes in and out. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That one thing she does, bad. that breathing in and out, I cannot stand that. And she's been breathing in and out the whole time you've been together and, <laughs> and you put up with it. So now you're stuck with it. But that one little thing is going to just nag and nag. 
Well, that's why I think it's different when you're truly in love with somebody. Because those things don't matter. Don't, whatever. Don't that's look at that's me not way. true. I think it's true. That's not a deal breaker. How she breathes is not a deal breaker. It should not be a deal breaker that for was, anybody. That was just an example. But I can see but people think that when they're not... In the relationship, in the, when they're really not interested in the person, okay. they're finding every single fault, and some faults are things that the person can't help. What, breathing? Yes. In and out? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but if she breathes in and out and wears sweatpants, pff, you're out of there, babe. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you can wear sweatpants. Yes. And mm. I breathe on the side of my, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, but but it's tough to figure out when and how and even the art of breaking up. That right there is a different subject. The yeah. art of breaking up. What's your favorite breakup story? You got a good well, one? Well, he wasn't an artist, that's for sure. He just stopped calling me. Everything was going good. I didn't see this coming. We dated for, I don't know, nine months. He like ghosted you. Yeah, and I was... That really surprised me because, you know, the last time we'd gotten together, it was fine. I had no idea. So, I mean, I hear people say that, too, that go through divorces. They had no idea the other person wasn't happy. And I just, I did call his house, because this was, it was years ago, where he lived, and um, to make sure he was okay, uh-huh. you know, that he wasn't in an accident. And his roommate was like, no. And I was like, okay. You know, I get the hint. Uh-huh. It's over. But Wow. Now, see, guys should have more respect than that and, and tell you that. But it's hard for we're not communicators mm-hmm. and that's I'm going to apologize for all the guys out there. We are not communicators, but uh, breaking up is hard, man. It's hard it's, to do. Yeah, it's just like the song says. I've broken up a couple of times for sure. And, you know, have you ever gotten the it's me, not you no. talk? Huh? No, no. I tried that once. It didn't end up very well. Yeah. Yeah. I think nobody <sighs> wants to hurt the other person's feelings. No. Because they... You know, they're not bad people generally. Yeah, it you know? just doesn't work. Right. You know, why can't we just be honest, say, you know, this isn't working, let's go our separate ways. But no one can do that because it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So you stay in so you so stay, stay in it until you stay in it until some longer. Because you can't break going. up. <laughs> we never talk about that. Stay in relationship because you can't break up. Because so you're, you're, you're a little a, wussy, you can't break up. We should have an educational series on how to break up. That'd be good. Different ways of breaking up. The art the art of breaking up. I think that's already a book, but Yeah, but it wouldn't be our book though. You know, with sweatpants, without sweatpants, with with breathing in and out, without breathing in and out. Yeah. Uh kids, uh associated kids, no kids. There'll be these different levels. Uh over forty, under fifty. But have over the courage 55. to break up and don't do start acting Doing behaviors so that they break up with you. Sabotage. Yeah. I've done that. I know. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> but but when you sabotage, and I have to admit, when you sabotage, you feel less guilty. So you stay in a relationship because you don't want the guilt of breaking up? No, that, that, that's not what I said. When you sabotage relationships so they break up with you, uh-huh. then you feel ne- less guilty. Right. Yeah. So you're saying you're not going to break up with somebody because you're sabotaging it because you don't want to be the breakup. 
person because you feel guilty to break up. Correct. Okay, so that is what you're saying. So then if they break up with me first, then I've nothing to feel guilty. guilty about. Yeah. But you get two caveats. You get the breakup relationship and you, and you don't feel guilty. <laughs> I know. That's so bad. That's, that's That sounds so bad. It is bad. But, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. So you right. should just break up with the person. And guilt is part of it. Get over it. The guilt of breaking up. That should be a book. The guilt of breaking up. Accept the guilt of breaking up. Yeah. Embrace it. Embrace the guilt of breaking up. <laughs> Maybe embrace one, embrace her one last time for one last boom boom before you break <laughs> up. Oh, so is there a boom boom after breaking up? That's, that's, that's their friend zone. Once you're in the friend zone, can you boom boom again? That's a good question. For me, I can't. Okay. I have to, cause there's, Connection. I think that's a woman and man thing. Men can move boom boom to like peeing in the bushes where women can't. Boom boom is, is love for women. I, I do understand that. Yeah. Not that I pee in many bushes, but yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't mind if it's, but it's, if you can go into it knowing that nothing's going to come out of it other than a good time, an eight hour relationship or four hours or five minutes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So wrong, but so funny. All right. All right, Connie. Thank you for your brand of being in relationships too long. Wow. We got three books out of that. Did you write them there? No, I have them on the on the tape, trust me. But okay. thank you guys for listening. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.